Welcome back to our podcast. I'm Emma. I'm Brianna. I'm Asian. And this is our sixth episode of our podcast, Why So Serious. And just a disclaimer, some of the topics we will be discussing in this episode might not be suitable for all listeners. It consists of uh, stalking, mistreatment, as well as body dysmorphia disorders. So just a little FYI, if you are not comfortable with any of this, uh, viewer, not viewer, listener discretion is advised. <laughs> so that being said, um, the title of this podcast is going to be called The Dark Side of K-Pop Perfection. Uh, many people in the Western industry think that being a K-Pop idol is very easy. They think it's very much all fun and games and that it doesn't take very much because there is so many of them. So that being said, we're just going to jump right into it. Um, this podcast is divided into four or five different categories, so we're just going to go um, through them and take you along with us. So the first uh, category we're going to be discussing is what makes a K-pop idol a K-pop idol. So long story short, K-pop idols must have talent in all categories of sing, dance, rap, visual, and even language depending on where you're from. Usually all idols consist of Asian descent. Not all of them, but majority of them, hence the name K-pop. But there are a lot of idols that are not from Korea. There are a lot of idols that are from Japan, Taiwan, uh, Thailand, China, many different uh, places. But um, most trainees begin, you train in order to debut and become an idol star, but most trainees begin at a young age. Most of them are still in high school or middle school, so you have to think about juggling student life and trainee life. For those who are students, their daily schedules would start as early as 5 a.m. and end as late as 1 a.m. the next day. So let's begin talking about that first. So who wants to start? Well, let's just talk about the trainee process. Usually, as a trainee, you're training like 12 hours a day. Mm -hmm. And it varies by company, of course. But usually, you're up there 12 hours a day. And sometimes you stay even longer because they want you to be as perfect as possible and then if you're a student that just adds on more time and you're you really are only stuck with left like three hours of sleep like that's Mm -hmm. not a lot of sleep and then you have to go and do it again and that's like seven days a week yeah minimum minimum (laughs) when it comes to the trainee life i just get upset thinking about it because most trainees don't have an actual proper like room or bed to sleep in after training for such hard such harsh hours of the day and they don't have time for schoolwork after how exhausted their bodies are to the point they can't even bring themselves to do schoolwork which makes them put pressure on themselves for their actual education and for them to debut. Some don't even finish school because they want to debut, but they know they have to in order to become a K-pop idol. That's a requirement to become one. So it just puts a lot of stress and pressure on that young, you know, idol because they train at 12, 10, some at the early age of nine. Mm -hmm. And that's just, for me, that's just so harsh and exclusive because why? Why so early? And they don't give them beds. Sometimes they get a blanket or a pallet on the hard floor in the training room. Okay, back up again in the morning, guys. Good night. Lights out. And leave the room. I'm like, are you serious? Mm-hmm. 
I just feel like that's really harsh in training. Okay, real quick. They, when it comes to trainees, usually they usually train in groups. Some don't even debut as idols unless that's what the company wants. But usually you debut as within a group. And it's a lot of people in a group and they usually get a dorm. And in that dorm is so small. Like they usually get like a room or two depending on how big the group is. Like BTS, for, for example, they had one room and it's seven of them. You they also have to, have to share. acknowledge that Big Hit was broke. Yeah, that Big Hit. They broke. were. If you want but to do SM, they had SM had and everything. SM Dream in a small cramp room without only gave them two beds and seven of them, I believe, seven of them. Right. And they had given them two beds. Everybody else had to like share or go on the floor mm -hmm. and go on the blanket. But that would just give you an idea of how it is. Even though Big Hit was broke at the time, that's still what they did. No matter if the company was broke or rich. That's still what they did to trainees. Mm -hmm. Then on top of that, think about how they have to eat. Trainees typically don't eat. And they typically don't get paid. Unless they're getting like, what is it, like 6,000 won or whatever it well, is. Well, they do. They do get paid, but not nearly as much as they would if they're a K-pop. Like, right. you know, they're debuted. Because they are under contract. But, you know, that being said, it's literally, it's literally a boot camp. Yeah. Like, it's quite literally a boot camp if you think about it. Because they're basically going, like, like if an idol, like, a tra you can't complain. You can't complain about the circumstances you're under because then the company will just throw back in your face, you wanted this, mm -hmm. you wanted this, this is what you're getting, this is what you're going to get in order to get your dreams to come true. But, um, that being said, uh, companies have monthly evaluations. Depends, again, it varies on what company you're at. We're just going off of the majority. But uh, they have monthly evaluations. They evaluate, like, the trainee's progress and performance at the end of each month. Um, hence, trainees would have to rehearse twice as hard whenever monthly evaluations are closed to avoid, like, being quite literally, like, eliminated from the group. Because if they feel like you're not working as hard as you were a month ago, they can easily just be like, nope, you're out, goodbye. Mm -hmm. And depending on the contract, debuting dates vary from, like, a couple months to, like, years. Mm -hmm. Like, Jihyo from Twice... Like, she trained for 10 years, like, from the time she was, like, 9, 10 years old, and she didn't debut till she was 20. Right. So, that that's, takes huge mental strain on, like, someone that young, like Brianna said. And if you choose to quit, like I said, you're under contract, so you might have to pay a large sum back to the company. Oh, it's a it, large no, sum. Not even that. You when you do. think about it, actually, when I just thought about it, trainees don't get paid. They don't they get don't. paid. The reason why is because they actually build up debt for them. Mm -hmm. So when they and actually they debut, they take all the money they earn within their first year of debuting. They pay all the back for the expenses they did, for the training expenses, the clothing, the dieting, the hair, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So basically, they don't actually make money the, until like the second, maybe third year, depending on who your company um, CEO is to give you your check. So trainees right. don't get money. So you do 10 years of all this training to some maybe not even debut so you don't get paid if you do get paid it might never be a lot depending on who your company ceo is yeah right. no i yeah. agree yeah and then um so basically you're stuck in the contract because mm -hmm. if you choose to leave you have to pay back all the money out of your own pocket mm -hmm. so yeah. you're kind of stuck you're really stuck so that's why you, like i don't think it's a very good idea that like i mean I'm not one to speak for them, but I don't think it's a good idea to have these young kids decide, like, quite clearly a lot of them are successful because they're in huge groups. Sure. But at the same time, you can't really have a 9-, 10-year-old make a decision like that for themselves because then they're going to overwork themselves and end up being stuck in the contract, you know? But, um, 
you know, and then the, the worst part is you'll never know if you'll get to debut. Right. Some entertainment, yeah, know. some entertainment companies may decide to, like, kick you out if they find you're no longer fit to become a star. Even if you do end up debuting, it could take years, like I said. And then Joe Kwan from 2AM, the group 2AM, had to train for eight years before officially debuting as an idol. Like, the same thing with Gio for ten years. Um, the general manager of Mnet, which is, like, Korea's version of MTV, um, Shin uh, Hyung Kwan, said it takes time to see who has hidden talents. It's one thing to pick some person and say you're going to make them a star, like, you know, American Idol, The Voice, So You Think You Can Dance, like, all the American TV shows, but you have to see if they get along with each other and in society at large. If you're not careful, the whole thing could be spoiled. Westerners do not understand that performers could get into an accident, some kind of trouble. And what he means is that he means, like, scandals that involve, like, public image, like, sex scandals, drunk driving, drugs, like, etc. Like, mm-hmm. the whole Woojin situation. Right. Woojin, who is a former uh, member of Stray Kids, was in a huge rape scandal, mm-hmm. like, a few months ago. Because uh, someone made up a story. It was proven false, by the way. But someone made up a story, came forward saying, oh, Woojin raped me at a bar. Right. And that was proven to be false. But that took a huge toll on Woojin's... His career. His and career. he's now not in Stray Kids. And he's not in Stray Kids. Well, not because of that. He's not in Stray Kids anymore because he physically abused the members, the other members. Yeah. And that was... that. It's not proven to be true or false, but from video evidence, it's probably true. I would say it's just true. If there's video evidence and you can clearly see... There's video evidence of Woojin, like, physically putting his hands on Felix. And... And Hyunjin gets really defensive when he was getting around um, uh, Jongin. But oh, that's besides no. the point. The, the point of the matter is is that he was accused for rape, which is something very serious. Mm-hmm. And that's just one of the many things that idols can get into scandal-wise. Even when it's true or not, the whole cancel culture that we live in right now on social media will turn their back on you. So very quickly. It's, very, it's a very serious thing and that's why they're very careful about who they pick to be in their groups and like with Blackpink too like Blackpink like in their documentary they had on Netflix they said like yeah like uh they told us that we had the most chemistry with each other so that's why they put us in a group together which makes sense mm-hmm. I mean you want to put people in a group that act- get obviously get along work well together dance well together so I can see where they're coming from it's just also a difference in cultures on how they make their stars So, that being said, our next category is going to be the extreme dieting in K-pop culture. It's a known thing. It's a known thing that there is also, again, a difference in cultures. Korean beauty is different than American beauty because in American society, we're taught to love ourselves the way we are, no matter what we weigh, no matter how we look, blah, 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 Mm -mm. blah. No. You just lost me, people. Yeah, you lost me with that. So, with the American beauty standard, you are supposed to have a 17-inch waistline. Your Mm -hmm. eyebrows are supposed to be thin and snatched. Your makeup is always supposed to be caked onto your face 24-7 with a slamming outfit 24-7. 24-7 as well. You are supposed to have this American dream, ideal, Miller Monroe type of body, and that is such a def- goal, ideal for most women right now in America, especially with the TikTok craze going on, everybody's cinching their waist, and, re- and they have Khloe Kardashian taking ribs out to actually get a cinch waist to make her waist even smaller. You can definitely tell where in Korean beauty it's more leaning more to the natural side of them to actually enhance their features to actually embrace how beautiful they are where over here is to change 
what you actually look like and not to be who you actually are. We are not taught to love ourselves. No, I meant in regards to, like, <laughs> I meant in regards to, like, the way, like, fans react to, like, singers and oh. stars. Well, yes. Because, yes, the music. Okay. because okay. that's what I was implying. I didn't mean, <laughs> I, I didn't, I wasn't talking about societal standards overall okay. because overall, obviously, like, we have our own set of standards. They have their set of standards. But I meant in regards to how fans react to idols. Because if you think of, like, Korea, there will be netizens who will be like, oh, she gained weight. Oh, mm-hmm. she's too fat. Oh, mm-hmm. she's too thin. She needs to gain weight. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a common back and forth, like, tug of war. But that's the first thing they notice about the star. They're like, oh, she gained weight after this comeback. Oh, she lost weight after this comeback. What's and it's going like, on? How do y'all see that? Like, I don't, I just don't understand. That's how just how their culture is. It's like I just I don't get it, and and with and with especially it's different between female idols and male idols. It's completely different. Oh, absolutely. Because they expect the female to literally be a stick, like seriously a stick. And if they notice that she her arm is like two centimeters thicker, they're like, ah, oh, you got to kick her out. Like they like it's so many toxic fans that will literally sit here and say, and they can they basically rule the idol's career basically because the fans have so much power it's ridiculous we have so much power over these idols it makes no type of sense and yeah and it's about money for the company because when you really think about it these companies don't give two darn flaps about these (laughs) idols and i mean it because if just take twice for instance just say momo gains like two two pounds after their next comeback and the fans are like, oh, no, you got to kick her out. She's gained too much weight. You got to kick her out. If you don't make her lose weight, she, you got to kick her out. And I tell you that they will most likely do it. Yeah, but the thing is... Because it's backlash on their company. Yeah, specifically with Momo, though, from my experience, I'm really into Twice, but from my experience, like, knowing about the group, Momo had to lose so much weight in order to just debut in Twice. Exactly. And, um... Like, I remember I watched a video of Momo. She was talking with her friends while they were... Her friends. Her band members while they were eating food. And she goes like, oh, can I say this on camera? I don't know if I can say this on camera. And Gio goes like, no, 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 go say it. Like, it's fine. It's, it's like common knowledge. Everyone knows. And then Momo goes like, yeah, I would be scared to just eat ice because I feel like it would make me gain weight. Because, like, they have, like, you know, weigh-ins. But, like, mm-hmm. knowing that, good looks are extremely important to a Korean celebrity. That's just common knowledge. And just celebrities in general. They're appearing pretty much makes exactly. it all and besides some idols undergoing like infamous plastic surgeries and cosmetic enhancements many if not all of them must follow a strict diet and limit their food intakes in order to maintain a certain weight mm-hmm. especially before a performance during the monthly training evaluations some companies would even record your weight and body fat percentage to monitor your diet process and as a result most female idols male too but predominantly female idols often appear underweight uh, Nine Muses, um, which is an idol group, who's, they followed a quote-unquote paper cup diet. This unusual plan basically requires you to fill a small disposable cup with healthy food to maintain a very controlled food proportion to keep you in shape. And then Soyu from Sistar uh, once confessed that she took the worst dieting plan to lose 20 pounds within a month. She completely restricted her carb and salt intake and only ate four quail eggs with no yolk, low-fat milk, a salad without dressing every day. She even felt bad when she was offered something to eat, like watermelon, because she feared it would ruin her diet. Her fellow group member, Dasum, also revealed that she underwent a one-food diet to lose 20 pounds in three weeks, and her one food was a cucumber. 
which has no nutrition whatsoever besides it filling you up with water. Some idols not only have to lose weight, but also maintain their current weight, which can be tough because of the intense dancing exercise we just discussed not too long ago. Mm-hmm. And they practice literally every day, all day. So when, and especially if you're burning more calories than you're taking in, you're going to lose it. And it, I mean, it, it also depends on your body type and it depends on the person as well. But if you're not, it's common knowledge to know if you're burning off more calories than you're eating, you're going to lose the weight. So I don't know what these companies or these CEOs are expecting, but it's going to happen. Like they're going to lose the weight or gain it. And especially if they're stressed out to this certain point where they just don't know what to eat, that can also lead to weight gain as well. Stress is one of the most common (laughs) factors of your weight gain. Because it affects your mood and your body. And especially it reacts to how your body is functioning. So it's just going to happen. And I don't, I don't understand what they want. Like, it, I just, I don't. Adding on to what Agent said, I wouldn't even say stress. I would say mental health as a toll. Oh, yes, because if you say, if, when I say mental health, like it can go, it can vary. It can go be, to them not eating, to them eating too much to the point they're gaining weight, becoming overweight. Or their mental health draining them to the point they're not eating and they're becoming underweight and having anorexia and just completely just not having any weight gain at all. Right. So when you look at it, it's just like like how AJ said, what more do they want from them? You, you can't, a body cannot maintain a certain weight forever. You're going, your metabolism is going to forever change and be interchangeable. So you can't expect them to like stay 109.7 pounds all throughout their training career and then they debut. Okay, you can gain one pound, be a full 110 even, and then they do the whole entire weigh-ins monthly. Like, oh, you're 110.7. Back to the sodium diet to get you back down. Like, really? That's yeah, that's, that's intense. And that can make it idols like mental health. Like, oh, I thought I was doing good with my diet. I didn't know that seven ounces mattered. And they would feel bad that they messed up, quote-unquote messed up, I should say, and probably go into starving themselves to make sure it don't happen again and make sure they don't ever go past 110.7. They actually stay under 110. Now they have an eating disorder. Yeah, and I just want to... Uh, uh, oops. I want to also like put out there like the difference in cultures again as well. In Korea... You are considered fat if you're over 110 pounds. It is very common for, on, like, the K-pop profiles where you get to see, like, your idol, like, information about your idol, that they have official weight and then actual weight. Their quote-unquote official weight is what their company wants them to be displayed as. This is, like, 97 kilos. Or 97 pounds, excuse me. 97 pounds. That could be their official weight where their actual weight is, like, 115 that's how much presentation matters but that being said that's just with the companies who have like really bad um extreme diets if we take a look at big hit for example big hits one of the most lenient companies personally from my perspective in regards to like what their idols get to do but that being said that doesn't really change the fact that there could still be present eating disorders we're gonna bring up jimin Mm-hmm. Jimin is known to have an eating disorder back in the day. When they first debuted, Jimin's weight fluctuated very much. <laughs> and back, obviously, before he found himself and started loving himself more, not trying to be ironic, but that's he ended up finding more love within himself. But back in, like, 2014, when, like, they were just getting into their career, I'd say, like, Danger Era, probably no at the end of No... No, not Danger Era. End of No More Dream Era. 
um jimin was very muscular jimin had like no body fat on him mm-hmm. whatsoever None. and you know he brought it he actually said too he's like yeah i feel like my image is very important i feel like the way i look is very important mm-hmm. i need to be like muscular and that also went with our concepts too it also varies on concepts if they have like this bad boy you know like oh i'm i'm, I'm a badass whatever like type of concept he thought to himself like i need to look muscular for this because jimmy was known for his abs yeah. oh yeah back in the day Oh, yeah. He was known because he had that part where he pulled up his shirt in No More Dream. So he and killed everybody. So yeah, <laughs> but yeah, he was like, yeah, um, I need to have abs. I must have abs for this, and I, I can't gain weight for this. I need to, and that developed in like you could see pictures. And now I'm not trying to speak for him, but I'm just going off of what I see. Um, there were pictures of him looking immensely skinny. Yeah. And there was a time where he said himself, he's like, yeah, I would only eat one meal for like a an day. entire no a week. He'd say I'd only eat one meal a week, and so if Jen's like, "No, nah, no, nah, you can't really do that. Really? Like, don't, yeah. can't, don't do that." And, and especially then, since they were practicing so much, yeah, he fainted in practice, and mm-hmm. Jen was like, "Yeah, bro, like, like what's you going stop on?" Doing that. Like, and all of the members became very concerned. Even um, their CEO became very concerned, and he was like, "Yeah, you cannot do that. Like, you need to start eating more." Yeah, and yeah, he's gotten better too yeah. like he obviously everyone still has their demons i'm not mm-hmm. trying to speak for him but from mm-hmm. the what i've seen he's definitely learned to love himself a little more mm-hmm. and um you know and i like jungkook too like yeah. there's videos of Jung like after he's done eating he'll open his shirt and look down at his shirt to see he still has abs mm-hmm. yeah and it's so crazy just because and they called it the jimin diet because a lot of i'm not gonna say a lot but a good amount of armies and other fans and toxic fans of course have tried this diet and they were they saw the results that jimin got of course but they even talked about the bad after after effects of it um of how it took a toll on their mental health of how they weren't very healthy and that they felt very sick and then they started throwing up their food and everything and it and you know that can tell like you can just tell how dedicated you know fans are to their idols once they start doing things and they become public with it they will start doing it yeah most of the ones i saw though they literally put a disclaimer at the beginning of the video they're like yeah this is not something you should try i'm just doing this for education purposes just to show that this is not something you should do as well as the iu diet that became a popular thing iu who's a uh famous k-pop singer she's very thin she's very tiny but Mm -hmm. you know that's just how she is but her diet of a day consisted of an apple for breakfast two sweet potatoes for lunch and then a protein shake for dinner which Mm -hmm. is again not healthy in the slightest and you know many people who made videos trying her diet again lost the weight but also said in the beginning of the video they're like this is not healthy i do not recommend you try this at all i'm just doing this for education purposes yeah but that just goes to show like the intense things that these idols have to go through in regards to their food but um moving on to our third category we're going to talk about their packed schedules because that also leads to exhaustion as well because some of the things that these idols do it literally consists of like practicing singing dancing recording songs producing albums they like idols also have to think about marketing and promoting their work which means more work for them in terms of public appearances some idol group schedules are packed to the brim like bts 
filming commercials, attending photo shoots, appearing on variety shows, and showing up at special events just to make a name in the industry. The K-pop industry is so competitive. So competitive. Because there's only so much a group can do before they could start comparing them to another one. They're just like, oh, you're you're another Blackpink. Oh, you're another Big Bang. Oh, you're the next EXO. Those groups who they compare them to have already made it. So if the group underneath these huge name groups don't make it as big as them, they're not going to have a name in the industry. At all. Variety shows are a great way for celebrities to get their faces known Mm -hmm. by the public and turn them into household names because the Koreans love tuning into their favorite variety programs. It's just a culture thing. And getting a spot in popular variety shows like Running Man, Weekly Idol, or Infinity or Infinity Challenge would be a huge deal. That's why you see so many groups on Running Man, like Blackpink, Twice, BTS, um, EXO, I think was on there too. It just makes it a big deal. But busy schedules could mean like risk of exhaustion and other health program programs. Problems. There have been numerous cases where idol stars have fainted on stage in the middle of a performance and had to be rushed to the hospital. G-Dragon, who is the leader of Big Bang, a huge world-famous K-pop group, once hyperventilated on stage after performing 10 songs in a row at once at a group's concert. And then there was Dong Ho from UKIS who decided to quit the entertainment industry due to health issues. Uh, there was, you know, incidences Red Velvet. Joy fainted on stage mm-hmm. because either she, she was exhausted or she was hungry, one of the two. And, um, you know, uh, who else? Jungkook. In the Burn the Stage documentary for BTS, you know, BTS loves sharing their struggles with their fans. That's kind of what makes us a family in a way. But there was a scene in Burn the Stage where Jungle literally overworked himself and he was backstage passed out on the floor with an oxygen tank to his mouth because he couldn't breathe. You know, it's happened with Jimin too, but, you know, let's talk about it. Like, what, what, what are thoughts? Were there really... Oh, let me know. With their schedules, they can really go up to, like, 20 hours to even a whole day to sometimes almost two days with them, like, not sleeping. And I know that some K-pop idols have to take laxatives, you know, especially for girl female idols because even just, like, on their periods or anything like that. Some idols don't get their periods. Some, they don't it's get their periods. It's idols don't get their periods. And they take laxatives. Their companies make them take laxatives so they're not uncomfortable, so they don't get them, or so they're delayed, so they can still keep on performing. And that type of stuff, that takes a huge toll on their health because it's like, how are you expecting them not to go through something normal? Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, they don't get the rest that they need and they're taking all of these supplements just to keep them awake throughout the day Mm -hmm. and then once they actually can't do anything their company is literally upset like why can't you do maybe because they need some sleep how about just let them sleep eight hours a day like I know and it's like and I appreciate them even more because of how much effort they put into their into their jobs but to a certain extent like you have to feel for them you have to really understand what they go through on a daily basis for them to look the way that they look and for what they do because it is not easy and they they sacrifice a lot of things and first and foremost their body they they sacrifice their bodies to do what they do Mm -hmm. and the companies literally And this is why I feel like the companies except Big Hit really does not care about their idols because they literally... Talk about Starship Entertainment? Listen, (laughs) listen, 
we don't talk about that. But this, this, what, what was I about to say? Dang, you got me on. Mm, <laughs> but uh, other than Big Hit, I would really say is that companies really do not respect their idols to a certain extent because they really represent their idols as a product. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, when you think about it, that's what an idol is a product. But at the same time, they're still human beings. So when it comes to certain things, you need to just lower the bar a little bit and let them live, you know, instead of just working them to death, because that's basically what is happening. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. That's a really good point you made. But I talking about Starship, I actually want to point out that being a foreign idol oh, is yeah. so much harder than being a Korean idol, mm-hmm. in my opinion, from what I've seen, because knowing like Starship and Cube Entertainment they don't treat their foreign idols with respect. They don't mm-hmm. like Sorn from CLC. She's come out and she's uh Thai. She come out and she came out and said she's like I don't get paid as much as my Korean idols. I I don't get treated as well as my Korean like fellow idols and I don't think that's fair. And it's not it's fair not. because if they're doing the same exact thing as a Korean um idol who's just born and raised in Korea, like what's the deal? Like why why? Going off what Asian has said how it just takes a toll on their health it takes a toll on everything it takes yeah. a toll on their mental health i'm gonna bring up the person i miss the most my baby mingi have been gone for a, about good five months now mm-hmm. and you want to know why the stress the pressure the exhaustion he has been going through not only from the company but from fans as well it's gotten to the point where now fans are pressuring their idols to have this picture perfect image because that's what they see them as in music videos and on the screen you can't you have to remember your idols are no more human than you and me they are human beings with real emotions real feelings and actually have health issues probably way worse than you probably have right now because they're going through such hard training practicing rehearsals not getting sleep not getting the proper treatment and so forth like do you know how many times my bias in Pentagon hack was injured and they told him oh you'll be fine we're gonna send you to america for physical therapy and come back and perform uh, excuse me his ankle is broken what do you want you from remember him when wendy she fell let me talk about that one First of all, Wendy eggs, they was putting the stage together, and Wendy had eggs. Is it stable? SM said, it's stable enough. Rehearse. She went up there and tumbled down, and her whole pelvis was just shattered. She fell five meters. Shattered. And you know what SM did? Okay, to put her hiatus, so she just rest a little bit. Why are you She had to a- get reconstruction surgery on her face. Do you know how upsetting that is? All in, in, in Wendy eggs, her company is to stay stable enough for me to go up and rehearse my song the song psycho they literally told with their full chest yes it's okay it's stable enough go up there and as she's walking the literally the stage is literally coming apart and wobbling and scooting away as she's trying to go she could have died we could have lost an idol that day yeah what if she didn't land the way she did we could have lost her it could have been even more detrimental to her health than what it was then like, I'm not saying, like, reconstruction surgery isn't, like, extreme as it is, but it could have been way worse than just, like, a face surgery and a whole entire pelvis, like, healing process. No, and you know what's worse is the fact that when she got surgery, she got plastic surgery on her face, mm-hmm. the fans had a problem with it. And, like, that's, that's another thing. How are you going to be upset? You want her to just be out here just busted up? Like, she can't look like Freddy Cougar. She's yeah. an idol. The fans were like, why did she get like... surgery? She looks so different. And I was like, she 
broke everything. Like, like because of what? They would have still got backlash for Wendy. The fact that she fell, and if she wouldn't have got the surgery she got, they would have backlashed her for that. She exactly. Wendy has been catching hellfire since day one. She's number one. Like she out of the top five she's idols. One of the most hated idols. She's mm-hmm. not the hater. She gets fat shamed. Yeah. She's number five on the top fat shaming idols since South, South Korea. Uh-huh. So, for that being said, doesn't matter what she can do. She went through this, like, serious injury she was going to get shamed for, regardless if it was a, a good one or not. Why does she fall? How does she fall anyway? She's not professional. If anybody could have caught themselves. Right. Mackenzie, come to me and tell me how she could have caught herself. <laughs> so, yeah, I agree with Asia and Emma when it comes to this situation. They don't treat their idols the way they should treat them, and they don't look after them the proper way they should. And it's not fair, because you have to realize at the end of the day, these are human beings. You can't treat them like rag dolls, or you can't treat them like androids you just built in a laboratory and just make them do what you want to. They're not monkeys. They're people. They yeah. treat them like robots. Like, they literally do. Like it's, robots. it's a slave contract. Yeah, literally. You know, SM, where Wendy is from, she's from Red Velvet, which is underneath uh, SM Entertainment. SM, as much as I dislike them, they've had some very successful groups. They've yeah. had Girls' Generation, they have Red Velvet, they have EXO, they have Super Junior. They have Shiny. 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 <laughs> oh, we don't talk about but they have all these successful groups but that's because they have slave contracts yes they're very successful but there is a dark side to them as well they have slave contracts which is what uh, i think kai from exo came out and started talking about he's like yeah it seems like it's a slave contract and you can't get out of it and YG. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah yg and I can't stand that. Yeah. Like I said, I throw him, throw him. Yeah. But moving on to our next uh, category, we're going to be talking about public image pressure and dating scandals. Mm-hmm. Um, in Korea, it's a whole other level when it comes to the fans. Besides the regular fangirls, fanboys, you also have a group of fans, which is um, designated to Korea. They're called sussing fans. Mm-hmm. They're called, in English, sussing is private, private life. Um, so they're private fans. This group usually consists of females aged between 13 and 22 with like, to say it like at the bare minimum, extremely unhealthy levels of idol obsession. And we're talking like extreme fans who follow their idols 24 seven, install cameras in their idols homes, hack into mobile phones and stalk their idols by calling, texting them. They can do that. They hack them, crash private family functions and the list goes on. There have also been cases where fans have broken into idols' homes or hotel rooms and snuck in lingerie. These sussing fans are known to be highly territorial and would even attack other fans who dare get close to make physical contact with their idol. In most extreme cases, most sussing fans would pretty much devote their entire lives to stalking their idols, quitting school, and even resorting to prostitution in order to afford special taxi services to follow their idols. Mm-hmm. A few of the... And not all sussing fans have good intentions with their idols. No. There was a idol, again, I forget his name, very sorry, but remember that incident where a sussing put glue in his drink? Oh, that's from Pizzagon, I believe. Mm-hmm. It was Pizzagon. Yes, a sussing fan put super glue in his drink, gave it to him, and he had to be hospitalized because of what it was doing to his insides. So not, sussing fans don't always have good intentions, ever. And there's been numerous occasions, like with BTS, just because they're so big there's this girl we call her no pants girl mm-hmm. she walked next to Young or jungkook i think one of the two but um she walked in the airport she had no pants on god knows why i don't want to know why exactly. but um and then there was another sussing fan that literally charged at yoongi and yoongi was like nope nope he said that little bitch and pushed her he pushed her away he's like what are you doing 
Like, why? He, she was like, man, you okay? She, he's like, nope, goodbye. Goodbye. And then um, there was another incident, the one that we talked about um, before recording, but there was this one girl who wrote a letter to an idol. Again, I forget his name, so sorry. But she wrote it in her menstruation blood and wrote a letter literally. to him. Literally. Yeah. Literally. And that's just the bare minimum. Like, BTS has had their hotel rooms broken into Mm -hmm. have the change hotels there have been yeah there have been incidences where um yeah bts's bus got in a car accident with a taxi just to find out that there was a sussing in the taxi they could have been seriously injured and there have been incidences where sussings will record themselves inside bts's hotel room when they're not there yeah and that's just like the bare minimum and that is terrifying yeah, and it's it's not just with BTS either. It varies. I'm just using BTS as an example because they're the biggest. But, like, you know, it's it's scary. Like, to have all these pressures on top of you as well as fans that go to this extent. Like, there was a V-Live where Jungle was getting phone calls on the V-Live from mm-hmm. Sussings. And he literally looked at his phone and said, oh, it's a Sussing. Guys, stop calling my phone. And it's just, like, they have no privacy. No privacy. No. And it's just... It's... Oh, (laughs) it's so scary. Like, I and just imagine dealing with that on a daily. Like, they have to deal with that on a daily. And their security, I believe, has even tripled because of these sasangs. And it's just, like, really, like, all of y'all sasangs out there, listen to me right now. Y'all need to get a life. Please get a life. It's one thing to love your idols. Like, we all love our idols to death. We love them. But we're not about to send menstrual blood to them. We're not about to send our arms, our legs for them. We're not about to break into their hotel rooms. We're not about to go up in there, look in their window, see if they showering or not. We're not about to do all of that. Why? Because they are human beings. They they deserve their privacy. Just like we want our privacy and just like y'all want y'all privacy, they deserve it too. The only difference is, is that they're big in the public eye and that they're an idol. That's the only difference. They already have a lot that they need to deal with. They don't need to be, they shouldn't have to be worried about people trying to kill them, trying to do things to them because y'all want to get a life. Seriously, that stuff is dangerous. That stuff is very sick. Y'all need serious help. You guys are sick. I don't know why y'all feel the need that y'all need to go out there and do this stuff to them because if y'all actually hurt one of these precious idols listen you just say army for example army will we have the most power i don't care we are the most powerful pan base we are the most powerful pan base okay i can't even say the word fan i'm so mad listen we will get everybody on y'all okay we will get the federal government we will get uh what what is it pd police department we'll get everybody on y'all okay we'll even get bang pd on y'all okay and we will most definitely get soak jen he will start throwing hands like there is no tomorrow and that's one thing big hit y'all need to let y'all artists start throwing hands because these women don't understand they don't understand the repercussions that they're doing to y'all idols they really don't so say things out there please stop please stop no and the scary thing is is that i have like seen a video i don't know if you guys have seen it or not but um there is a video where this youtuber she goes and interviews a former sassing and she was just asking these questions like why do you why do you do this why did you do this like just explain to me just so we can get a better understanding and she goes and the sassing they were like 
I she like she, they regretted their actions obviously like hence the word former like it still wasn't okay that they did what they did but she, the way they were explaining it was just horrifying because they go like at first it was just for me to like get their like attention I wanted them to notice me but then it got to a point they said any reaction out of them was a good reaction if it was a bad reaction, oh. if it was a good reaction, if it was like if they if an idol said to their face, "I hate you," that's a good reaction to them. It got so bad to that point where they were like, "Any reaction they gave me means they noticed me," which is a good reaction. Okay, hold on, hand me the microphone. Hold on one second. First of all, no, I'm not about to be okay. Listen, okay, I know one thing. I'll say that Cookie can step on me. He can sit on me. He can do whatever he wants to me because he can. That's one thing, but I'm not about to sit here and have him say, yeah, I hate you. Please get out of my life. I'm not going to be okay with that. I want him to know if he ever recognizes me, I want him to see me as a good person and as a dedicated army to him. That's it. As, As a fan. I don't want I don't want him to look at me as a crazy female like I want his insides I want to eat his intestines for breakfast I don't want to be that way to him that's the or thing. any Sussings idol did that Sussings don't care They're that's like, the thing I care I'm not about to know that's how you know you're not one of them but the fact of the matter is it's just so scary to the point where they will do literally anything and that is terrifying go ahead Brie okay so it's a boundary you, if you call yourself a fan, respect the K-pop idol's boundaries. You cannot call yourself a fan and proceed to go sneak in their hotel room just to go smell, smell their clothes and steal their clothes, lay in their bed, they lay there, or touch their tube and put it in your mouth and they brush their teeth with it. That's disgusting. Remember that one fan went on the, so they went on an airplane, Jimin went in the bathroom, they came out, assessing went in there, licked the toilet seat. Yes, exactly. Are you serious? Yes, I'm he, dead serious. She licked the toilet seat. She was, Jimin was in there, and she, it was all over Twitter for a hot second, she admitted to it, saying, I did it, it was warm. She explained how it felt, and I'm like, okay, you what? are one sick yeah. individual. You are sick. You're disgusting. I mean, see, like, oh. you are not a fan. You cannot call yourself a fan. Don't ever call yourself a fan, because you're not respecting their boundaries as human beings, as idols, what? as your quote unquote your person you look up to so I just feel like what Kai Asian said literally not even get a life just start respecting yourself and respecting your idol you can't say you care yeah. for them you love them but you're trying to give them bad intentions you're trying to hurt them your actions bring them scandals your actions bring danger to them and harm to them okay you can't keep going about your life thinking like okay whatever I want to do it's okay because they'll notice me <laughs> he noticed me guys whole time he gave you a whole a blacklisted contract like that's the reaction you want from him to send you you're blacklisted you want the reaction of oh my idol said he hates me uh, that mean he loves me secretly guys this is not no AU x-reader I don't know what life you think you're in what universe you're in but that is not what this is and it just needs to stop that's why I can't really I didn't talk this much about this it just makes me angry and upset I hate talking about these type of people because I just try to figure out why are you the way you are what possessed you to go down this life path that you chose yeah no and going off of that this is why idols can't date you know there are there are companies majority companies that have dating bans for their idols Mm -hmm. saying when you are under our contract you are not allowed to date anyone and it's becoming less of a thing now like more companies are recognizing sadly that their idols are human and they're gonna want to date because most of them are in their 20s they're in their 30s this mm-hmm. is their time where they're just like hey i want to date i want to experiment i want to be more than just an idol you know what mm-hmm. i mean and so um jyp i know had a dating ban for a little bit but twice um actually they dated they, they've been dating uh geo dated kang daniel and uh as far as i know momo is still dating kim Heechul from super junior 
So, um, you know, dating bands are a thing. And Baekhyun from uh, uh, EXO dated um, Taeyeon from uh, Girls' Generation for a little bit. But they broke up because of fans. Yeah. They broke up because they were getting so much slander from their relationship Same when they found Jimmy out. They was, right. You can honestly see the relationship they actually had. They actually had... And I can definitely say, if you look at the videos and the pictures, they, they had, they other. actually did love each other. I can definitely say that. And, and what happened? XOLs went crazy. And remember, no one likes Blackpink. No one really likes them for real. Okay, yeah. it's always a problem with them. We're so gonna be honest. It's <laughs> always an issue. Like, no matter what, they can breathe. Why is she breathing that way? Oh my <laughs> god! Like it's, they can never do anything. So let me specify for more. It's just Jenny. Just yeah, Jenny. it is usually it's Jenny. It's always Jenny this, Jenny that. She can't do this. She did this. Like, and I what, love her. Like, what is your problem with her? Leave this woman alone. So the whole Jenny and Kai thing, they didn't want to break up. They did not want to break up. But what happened? Toxic fans, the distressed fans really caused a rift. And like, okay, Jenny respected his idol and she he respected her as an idol. That's okay, but let's take a, a breakup. And they agreed mm-hmm. to it together. The article said they both agreed to a breakup. I know they didn't want to break up. No. No, everybody could see they didn't want. They was dating secretly for about a year or so. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. But they no. They didn't want to break up. The dating bands is just, uh, it's like, they already know. I felt like at the back of their heads, they already know that the idols are going to go behind their back and do it. Because that's what they do. They anyway. probably are, low-key. That's what they do anyway. They're going to go behind their back and do whatever they cannot do. Because there's so many restrictions, you're going to want to feel unrestricted. And you're going to want to do the things you're not supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And didn't JYP lift the ban like to like three years after they debuted? Yeah. Like it was like, you have to be an idol for at least three years before you expand your privileges a little yeah. bit. But, um... You know, that being said, but just a side note, if any other member of Blackpink came out and said they were dating, fans would not have a problem with they it. I'm just saying. But any everyone knows Jenny as being YG's princess, so they're just like, oh, she gets special privileges because she's YG's princess. I'm like, no. What? No. But that just goes to show how obsessed some fans are in regards to seeing idols as purely idols. But regardless, like... Um, Oh, sorry. But BTS, everyone's always like, oh, do you have a boyfriend? Oh, do you have a girlfriend? They've literally said... We are too busy. We do not have time for a relationship. And everyone's just like, oh, they have a secret boyfriend. They have a secret girlfriend. I'm just like, they're too busy. They're They're at the height of their career right now. They're busy producing music like it's a factory. So where are they going to find time to date? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. people think they're lying, but at the end of the day, I honestly think they're being truthful. And if right, they yeah. if they if they did have a significant other, okay. they'd be straightforward right. about it. They'd be like, "Yep, okay, this is it, guys." You know, and and we will be happy armies for them. There will be some armies that'll be like, you know, sad. Of course, we'll be like, we'll be like sad a little bit. Of but course, we're, we're gonna be happy for them. But if you're gonna be sad and you're gonna rat them out, more you're tickets going to for chew them out. Exactly, more <laughs> tickets are us. More tickets. You can return them tickets, and I will buy mine. I will okay? finesse them. Right I will finesse them real quick and that would just prove that you're not a real army because if you can't support their relationship you're not a real army i just don't care and it's like i feel like namjoon got a secret wife and kids he want he want a wife and kids so bad but at the same time you know no it's all good yeah it's just it's it's unfortunate but i can see it getting better honestly you find more and more idols coming out and dating as years go by which yeah. is good, and I feel like more fans are becoming more lenient to the idea of them dating, which is good. But, but you still have those very few say things in toxic fans mm-hmm. that just continues to ruin it for everyone. Yeah. That being said, uh, we're going to move on to our last um, category for this podcast. But um, let's talk real quick about minors. 
in K-pop. We obviously put on the table that uh, people train and debut at a very young age. But that being said, there's a lot of incidences where concepts from a group will be too sexual for a girl, specifically girls. I'm I'm not trying to discriminate, but it's mainly girls mm-hmm. where their company will over sexualize a girl who's 15, 16, 17 years old. And I just want to point out Yuna from Itzy, for example, because they will give her like sexy, sexy concepts and the girl's only 17. And, you know, I can't really think of other incidences off the top of my head, but there are definitely incidences where their skirts will be too short, their dresses will be too revealing, and these girls are, like, teenagers. They're literally kids. So, let's talk about that for a second. We're just going to talk about the girl, just for girls, for girl K-pop idols, they are over-sexualized as it is already because Mm -hmm. they're women. And they want to make it, they want to make it seem like, oh, well, you obviously know that the girls are going to wear short skirts, they're going to wear shorts because they're about showing their long, their long legs or whatever. And they wear high heels and everything like that. And they're always, you know, made up to look like this, this perfect idol. And it's like, okay, we get it. But it's like, you have these women and these young girls, literally 15, 16, 17 years old as minors, dressed up as this stuff. And this as like a sex appeal for their fans and for grown men to literally look at them because they're at award shows and there's grown men looking at them, mm-hmm. you know, like what do their parents think about this stuff? And it's like, yes, the industry, but that stuff is very disrespectful to young minors like you have them looking like grown women literally like strippers up there dang near and they got and they talking about oh safety shorts those safety shorts don't do a thing they don't hide anything they don't cover anything you're still gonna see the shorts Mm -hmm. and you see their underlining of their butt cheek that stuff is not cute and it's not okay Mm -hmm. and then they and especially like even at the mama awards at the mnet awards those awards are like at the beginning or the at the end of the year something like that at the end of the year december november that's like literally the coldest time of the year and you have them in short short skirts and shorts and you have them momo at that red carpet yes she was shivering in a strapless and a strapless dress it was so short it Mm -hmm. was dang near probably 20 degrees it was 20 degrees and she had killer heels on too and they have them in that stuff all the time especially like even the silk like that stuff you can't wear that stuff in that time of year but they don't care it's clear that as day that they don't care but for these minors it just makes it 10 times worse that they have to look like that i'm almost 23 but like that's besides the point yeah (laughs) we're talking about minors but even if even if you're of age that's the that stuff is still inappropriate Mm mm-hmm you know to a certain extent like come on now have some respect for your female idols now for male idols you know it's a little different but still it is still disrespectful i don't want to see all of that but it's different for them because it's okay for them to do yeah. those sexy concepts yeah but like that one time where namjoon ripped jungkook's shirt on stage right, yeah. he was so embarrassed about he that was. he was like uh yeah, like honestly it was funny i mean we're gonna lie like we all laughed about it at one point namjoon's like they did laugh about it he, he talked about it. so how did you feel when he like ripped your shirt embarrassed like because you know how jk he don't like being... Oh, he He's don't, very introvert. He don't like being over-sexualized. He don't like people just looking at him just for his body. He knows he's more than a body. He's Jungkook like, is the most sexualized idol ever. He is. You cannot change my mind on that. He is. Fine. Well, if you can look at the extra statistics of it, he's one of them. He's not the most. Yeah. He's not number he's one. one. He's one of them. He's not number one. That is definitely proven. He's not number one. 
But with that being said, yes, because men don't actually have the whole entire year. Like, male eyes don't have the whole entire year. Okay, they can do the concept, all you guys, abs, you know, and pecs, whatever. But think about it this way. Some male idols don't like exposing too much skin. Some male idols don't feel comfortable exposing too much skin because they know they have younger female idols who look up to them and respect them as older brothers, as a role model. So for them to go on stage over here hitting grinding moves with no shirt on, sweat coming down, they feel out of place. They feel uncomfortable. They feel like an adult male dancer in a way. So some of them are not always, always comfortable with this. Some are like, I like 60 kinds. I like these more. Okay, that's fine. But majority of them don't like it either. Same for females. When it comes to female minors and how adults female idols comes when it comes to the whole entire 60 concepts adults okay is fine because they're adults they can handle it a bit better but for minor minors it's for example like you're saying Eunice is just she just turned 17 she was 16 still on the floor arching like her debut still dollar that they got in the back and arched she did a deep arch on this floor she was over here crawling across the floor all types of things like that wasn't a little too extreme for her age range at 16 years old it's just like an invitation. Like honestly. exactly, and that's not. Okay I'm not to trying say, to say it like that. I'm not trying to say it like that. That's how they're producing. That's how they're promoting it. They're looking. They're promoting. they're promoting it as that way. And then for same thing for like red velvet for Joy. Joy hates wearing short skirts because she's you, tall. She's right. She's tall. She has extremely long legs. So that being said, if they're on stage performing, she always try to pull her dress down, her skirt down, or mm-hmm. try to like stay in the back or just cover herself when she's off the screen. She all during award shows on break or like just doing an intervention. Cause I went to a red velvet concert and her skirt was a little hyped up and she tried her best to pull it down and shimmy it down and Yuri had to go over there and help her like wiggle it down for her because it was so hyped up doing the power up dance I'm like well who's who's in charge of this clearly she mm-hmm. don't like it but you still send her out in this Red Velvet's known to have pretty crappy stylists yes. though so yes that's very true yeah. oh Rose Red- too from Blackpink Red- oh, yeah Blackpink and Red Velvet I will say are like the worst yeah when it comes to fashion i feel bad for rose because like like joy rose has very long legs Mm -hmm. but the fact of the matter is is that she's thinner than joy obviously but that doesn't really mean like her skirt's not gonna hike up you know what Mm -hmm. i mean so you always see a lot of fan cams like her in that striped dress she wore that one time boom she was that move on boom where she goes on her back sliding through the rest Mm -hmm. of the members like her skirt was not for that that. dress that was supposed to be a dress yeah but that's a shirt i don't care that's a shirt Mm -hmm. okay but they said that was a dress. No. Yeah. It, yeah. But, but yeah. That yeah. being said, um, we hope that this kind of opened your guys' eyes a little bit more to the struggles of being a K-pop idol. We don't know personally, but we do know based off of what we see to form an assumption about it. So we hope this kind of opened your eyes a little bit more to what these people have to go through in order to be a K-pop idol. And it's not just uh, rainbows and sunshine. But um we hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to this podcast all the way through. And we will see you guys next week. See you later. Bye.